0: Plus.
1: Talk cheese. Recorded live.
0: another episode of the Bigfoot Field Guide Radio Show presented by the Mid America Bigfoot Research Center. I am Lim. With me tonight is as always Darren Darkwing Lee. How you doing, Darren?
2: Uh, pretty good. I'm I'm just getting getting ready and anticipating next week. It's gonna be a great week.
0: What's going on next week?
2: Oh, we got the got the Hanobi Bigfoot Conference and of course uh, there's gonna be quite a few of us in the field out there, and really, really, uh, checking out a lot of new areas that we've never been into before.
0: Sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. What do we got lined up for tonight?
2: Well, tonight we've got kind of a, uh, double show. We're going to talk to a couple of the guys that were on the Ohio Expedition, uh, back in August, I believe it was. I believe so. And, uh... We we've been wanting to get them on the show, and uh, they they finally got through all their video and their audio, and they they put together a heck of a report. And of course, like I said a little earlier off the air, uh, I started to print it out uh, so I could read it a while ago while I was out there at the soccer fields, and it turned out to be 91 pages long. So it's yeah, quite it's a bit of information. Extensive.
0: There. <laughs> pretty extensive. A lot of good information. A lot of really good information.
2: uh, I want to say
0: hello to everybody out there in TalkShoe land and the MABRC chat boards. We see you, so if you have any questions, as always, put them in caps so we can know that it's a question. And uh, real quick, we're just going to do a a real fast combine the researcher's corner and the uh, gear pick. This is pretty obvious, but a lot of people don't do it. Uh, What I'm talking about is making audio recordings of yourself while you're out in the field. Uh, just like a little voice recorder that you can uh, put on your lapel or uh, you know put in a pocket, something that's going to get all the information from people around you and from you. That way, if you do have something happen and you can hear it, you can go back and check your time on there if you know what time you started it and uh, add that to your notes. Uh, this is what we were talking about. We all heard this or we all saw this. Uh, get initial reactions that way. And then you can always form your hypothesis what it was later on. Um, that's really just all I wanted to say about that. Have we managed to get, uh, Lowrider or Tape Master on yet?
2: Yeah, have we've got both of them on.
0: <laughs> oh, right on, right on. I'm here, This <laughs> Tape Master. Okay, okay. Hey, Tape Master, how are you doing? Very good, pretty good. Good, good. Good. So, uh, so tell us, uh, how, how'd all this all start? How many times have you been out there to salt, uh, to salt forks?
3: Bob, you want to answer that? You want me to answer? Can you oh, better? go ahead,
1: Rick. He's, he, was, he was asking you. Huh? Hi, everybody. Okay. Okay.
3: Oh, we'll yeah, Hello, everybody. So um, this was my second expedition to Southwest. I've actually been three times. I went once on my own after last year's Ohio expedition. Uh, in October, I went, and then uh, the two uh, MABRC expeditions I've been on.
0: And what about you, Lowrider?
1: Uh, so I I went on one expedition, my first expedition with uh, MABRC uh, last year, two thousand eight was in July.
0: Uh, but have you have you done research there before that though?
1: Um, before no, I the only thing I did is I went to Don Keating's um, conference there in two thousand eight, and I went to this this last one uh, in in May this year. Right. I I did I did a little walking around, looking around there, um, during the, uh, conferences there, but, but my first time there doing any real squatching was, uh, July 2008. I, I found a, uh, what, what I consider a juvenile footprint, a real nice one. I got pictures of it, and I did post them, and, um, it's, it shows uh, dermal ridges on that footprint that run parallel to the side of the foot. And uh, I just got done hearing from um, Jimmy Chelcutt that if you see them dermal runs, ridges like that running parallel on the side of the foot, then it's definitely not human. So that's what he claims. So that was good news to me.
0: Yeah, it's good. good sign that it's not just teenagers out there running around barefooted.
1: Right, right. Well, it's, these toenails on what the thing that, yeah. were were pretty well overgrown too.
0: So that was another indication. Hmm. Plus, it's, and what was the uh, total length on it? Wasn't it? Do? It was pretty small, like six inches. Is that right?
1: Uh, it was an eight-inch print. Yeah. Eight inches. Yeah, eight inches. It um, it it's on the July um uh, 2008 whatever expedition, whatever um, thread that is.
0: But yeah, I do. believe. I believe. I remember seeing that.
1: There might be. Uh, there's one picture, maybe a couple on, on there that. But uh, and it, one picture points out where the dermal ridges are. Hmm. But so uh, as a matter of fact, I got I got a copy of a 13 inch print that uh, uh, John Green found um, near Bluff Creek. It was a couple miles west of Bluff Creek on Onion Mountain, It was in the, in the 60s, around 66, 67. And um, I, I bought this copy of this because it has a good example of the dermal ridges. And it, it looks just like uh, what's in the picture, or that 8-inch print I found. So, but oh, wow. That was 2008, so we're talking about our August uh, expedition, all right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: um, uh, so tell us how it's how, how going. About when did you all start planning for this? At one point did you all say, hey, we need to go ahead and set one up for this? time of the year
1: well what was my idea. I, I kinda threw it in there um and um with one of the, the former members of the MABRC and um uh, I kinda I kinda took it over from there. Me and um um Jason Jason Mack um continued with uh, getting it uh organized and uh, it ended up being me, Jason Mack, his wife, Rachel, and Rick, and Sylvia, his wife, and me, and a, a friend of mine that's independent named uh, Blue Tracker. He, he came down uh, for a visit. And one night, one evening, uh, it was a Friday night. We had a chance uh, after we were squatching on this ridge for, at nighttime. We uh, stopped over another area, and uh, we visited with uh, Don Keating, and talk with him, and he was uh, there squashing with a friend of his. Got uh, a a ball, all ball, something like that. But uh, so that was pretty interesting.
0: And uh, how was Don Keating?
1: Um, well, I tell you, we we were we were before we went to see Don, we were on this ridge. It's kind of a, a horseshoe shaped ridge uh, at Salt Fork, and it's uh, there's a depression in the center of the horseshoe part of it. And um, it's surrounded by woods. The depression going down from the ridge is is pretty hard uh, scrub, and there's a lot of fallen trees and stuff. But uh, Jason and uh, uh, Blue Tracker, my friend Blue Tracker, went down there, and they uh, went down a ways, not not out of sight, but uh, they were J- Jason and uh, Blue Tracker were doing some calls, you know, and we were getting some, they were getting some answers back. But they sounded like some owl calls, when they were coming from our left and to our right flank, and uh, it was pretty interesting. The uh, one one owl call, um, I know what a uh, a barred owl call sounds like, and the first one I heard didn't sound for real because the end of it usually it tapers down, it tapers off. This just stopped abruptly, and it just it sounded weird. But uh, but they were calling and. We were watching with Night Vision, and I was the only one that had a parabolic mic, So I was doing the listening, and um, uh, Jason came back up from down below, came up to the top of the ridge where we were seated, and uh, he saw something off to our right flank in the woods. It's pine trees there. He thought he saw movement, and uh, Rick said he saw movement, too. He thought I saw movement there uh, right after that, too, and that's where I – Mostly I had my parabolic mic pointed over there, and I heard this clicking noise. It was like a tongue click, like you click your tongue backwards on the roof of your mouth. And uh, I hear like about five or six clicks in a row with the parabolic mic. So I asked Jason. He was closest to that area. He heard that, and he didn't hear it without a mic. And right after I asked him that, I heard the same thing again, like five or six clicks. So... uh, for me, that was an interesting thing. It wasn't too long after that, like the the action died down. They didn't see no more movement, and we so we just tried to pack it up and go visit with Don Keating while he was there. So he wasn't going to be there too much longer. So we got over to Don and, and his friend Scott, and Don had brought up himself that about the clicking noise, 'cause he had a recording of it that he recorded there, and um. He played back that recording. Me and me and Tape uh, were talking to Don. He played that recording back to us, and it was the exact same clicking noise that I had heard on my parabolic mic. It's, just, it's, it's weird. It's like it's, it sounds like some kind of communication. Um, Don had left. He got he picked up this recording there at Salt Fork. Uh, the clicking noises um, in the past year, sometime, and he he had left his uh, recorder hanging from a tree. And they they went uh, did a little searching around, and he came back and got the recorder, and that's that's where he you know played it back. He heard that, and uh, if I remember right, something had walked up to the recorder. He could hear something walk up to it, and it was messing with the recorder. And then you could hear that clicking noise. And uh, so, and also, I understand that Jason, last year in the September Salt Fork expedition, had the recorded. Um, uh, a clicking noise where there's two or three clicks in a row. So I think that is posted somewhere on that September Salt Fork of uh, the audio of that clicking. So yeah, yeah,
3: that's 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 in uh, that's in the uh, September 2008 thread.
0: September 2008. It was, uh, it was, y- yeah. yeah. That's
3: the I, if I if I lose y'all, I'll, I'll be right back with you. I'm moving. on am in a bad
1: area. Okay. But uh, i just I'm wondering if anybody else out there has heard the. Uh, any kind of clicking noise like that uh, um in a area where there's squatch activity
2: yeah actually uh the area we've been at for about the last four months uh we've heard a lot of clicking down there, and it's like you said, it's like when you put your tongue in the back of your mouth and yeah. click it, yeah, and uh we think it's uh kind of a combination of two things you know they're they're trying to see how you'll react. Uh, they they do it a lot when you're sitting there in your tent uh, to see if you come running out. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you know, we we sit there and listen to it, and you can hear it up in the, the river Read there. You know, they're just sitting there. I don't know, maybe it's just they're trying to let each other know where they're at or just to see how you react to them.
1: Yeah. Did, have you uh, got any uh of that on uh, recordings?
2: Yeah, I think uh Bushman, I'm not sure. I think Bushman has got a couple of the clicks and I think Randy even got a couple of clicks when he was down there here a while back.
1: Oh yeah, where are they posted then?
2: Uh yeah, they're posted under uh gotta think a second. I think they're under the research area too.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh area. I'll try to send you that link here in just a little bit. All right. So
1: No, I probably heard it and just don't remember. Um I, heard, I if I heard it, I heard it before I had heard what I heard at Salt Fork in August, but uh, it was pretty interesting.
3: Tell them about uh, the cl- uh, clicking noise we heard up at Hossack's Cave. Bud. Okay,
1: yeah, we 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 took a, a hike uh, about a mile back above Hossack's Cave there at Salt Fork, and um, on a, a hiking trail, um, and we turned around, and come back. We didn't see much. We were looking for any kind of sign. Um, nothing happened, but on the way back we we're, were just above uh, on a ridge above Halsacks cave, and we hear this clacking noise it sounds like rocks clacking together and and it reminded me of uh, I' seen a special on chimpanzee behavior on TV and uh, the chimps were cracking some kind of nuts or something with rocks you know put a nut on top of a rock and then crack it open and eat it. And that's what it reminded me of. And uh, so we could hear it with uh, just our ears, no parabolic mic. It wasn't wasn't too far away. So there was a little game trail heading towards where the sound was coming from. So me, it was me, Rick, and Jason that were hiking. And uh, we started heading on that game trail slowly and quietly towards that clacking noise. And it was going on for a little bit, but after we got about... Uh, maybe 80 foot on that trail into the woods. Uh, whatever it was must have hurt us because it stopped dead, and we were standing there waiting, listening, and uh, nothing happened.
3: All
0: uh, right. uh, Jason,
3: Jason, Jason did some uh, clacks of his own. He picked up a couple of uh, rocks out of the creek there and did
1: some well, clacks so didn't get no response. No, but uh, we we ended up, we, we went back to the car down in the parking lot, and um, Blue Tracker and... and um, Rick's wife Sylvia were hanging around down there, and they had taken a walk on the uh, road that uh, the parking lot is on, and they were the clacking noise was in between us and them, and they said they had heard it too coming from the woods, which is really interesting. I I had heard the same noise in an area here in Northeast Ohio where I go. Um, it's it's a real good active area. There's there's squatches there for sure, but I had a parabolic mic. I I, I left food at a, a feeding station, and after that, I walked off about 50 feet away from there, sat down my parabolic mic, and there was nobody around, and I just pointed it into this area of the woods where I, I suspected uh, there might be something, and I heard that same clacking noise. It was a clack, 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 some, something... Working on something with rocks, it would stop, uh, hesitate for a little bit, and then start again. And just kept on. I was listening for 15 minutes, and it was going on. When I left the woods, it was still going on. Uh, and um, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a juvenile squatch around there hanging around because I've, <clears throat> I've I've found eight-inch uh, footprints, bare footprints, uh, in March, um, different times of the year, down by a creek in the mud, um, and uh, looks like they got some real real hefty overgrown toenails, so um, I haven't seen the dermal ridges, but that could be juvenile squatch. Uh, I have what might be the head of that juvenile squatch was uh, watching me last year in the area in a in the background in a picture, uh, but uh, that clacking noise, was uh, we heard a soft fork, that was pretty uh, interesting, and it was interesting because we could hear it without the parabolic mic. That thing, whatever, whatever, it was work working on something. Just uh, it's going about its business during the day, it was during the daytime, it wasn't at uh, nighttime.
0: So, uh, not a woodpecker, anything like that.
1: Not, no. This is this was rocks rock uh, exactly. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I don't. Uh, you know, gotta gotta play devil's advocate. You never.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Everybody else is gonna ask the same oh, questions.
1: I've, I've I've heard woodpeckers. You know, all the the big ones that the the pileated and the, the smaller ones. You know. Mm-hmm. lots of times but this was oh, no here. woodpecker
0: <laughs>
1: no i think it was something with hands and had rocks and was probably cracking acorns or hickory nuts or something
0: yeah we've had the same kind of stuff down here in texas i've heard that same that same rock clacking on a river bank down here in texas uh, so i know what you're talking about yeah yeah um uh, what happened when you heard that uh
1: did did you try to uh get close to it and um she would you know investigate what it was making the noise
0: well we were uh, we were stationary along this river bank, um, sitting around a fire when we started hearing it, and it was coming from a uh, patch of mesquites across the river from us, the river's not very wide it 's only probably twelve feet wide, thirteen you know something like that, it's pretty low um, and it did it a few times, and we just kind of uh, ignored it at first, you know, and just kind of sat there for a while, and uh, eventually we did our own clacks back and we started getting response clacks uh but it it petered out and didn't yeah. go anywhere after that i think i think we got one response back and that was it after that we never heard it again but we've heard it a few different times yeah i um
1: but the clacking i i heard it sounded like rocks clacking together it didn't it wasn't it didn't sound like a form of communi- communication it sounded to me like i could picture uh like those chimps on tv uh Cracking
0: Nuts Open on Rocks. That's what sort it of sounded like. Oh, yeah. Uh, who knows? i trying to remember the name of that show that was on. It was a PBS yeah. thing, I think. Uh, yeah,
1: probably, yeah. I, I've, I've seen it on probably more than one special on chimps. So, I watch a I'm lot not. of those uh, Discovery Channel. Uh, i got National Geographic Channel. It's good stuff, you know, and animal behavior.
0: Yeah, the one I was thinking of, it was uh, PBS's Clever Monkeys. Nature on the Nature, uh, Nature show called River yeah. Monkeys." That one's really good. That's a lot of really interesting behavior in that one, including those the, uh, the, the nut breaking with the rocks. That one was pretty, pretty interesting. And I wouldn't doubt that. You know, uh, something there. You know, just thinking about it, just talking to you, what would they be down there cracking? They could be down there cracking the clams out, the freshwater clams. You know. Yeah, probably, yeah. I,
1: you know? I found uh, in one of my close by research areas here that 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 I really didn't think had any activity. And which I which I I have found uh, those nine inch footprints. I posted on my uh, my uh, thread my research thread. Um, I found a pile. There must be about there's four or five dozen clamshells laying uh, in the woods, and they're they're about 200 feet away from the marsh. Something carried them that's over there, you
0: know, yeah, that's
1: and, and busted them open and uh, ate them. I got pictures of that, uh, the clamshells posted, but I found footprints uh, nearby there. I got wood knocked that. I got a, a wood knock response after I did three wood knocks, So, um, and that came from a swampy area.
0: Hmm.
1: And there's a lot of trees sign there, but there's uh, a good X marker there that, that definitely looks like it was put together. It doesn't look like it just fell from the, up above and a windstorm arranged it in this this peculiar way um it's real um symmetrical two two limbs about fifteen feet long make an X and a bark stripped off of them so they stand up real well and there's there's some different limbs they got these limbs jammed together so that they won't come apart <laughs> so and um i also i also take when I find wood... um tree tree sign like that i take uh, and they're jammed in the ground i'll take pictures of that area um a lot of different pictures different angles and because when i get home and look at them on a computer i might find something that looks like a, a foot mark where it, where it pressed the dirt and to, to hold those limbs in you know place because otherwise if these things are jammed in the ground it would raise the dirt up and uh, right. i have one picture posted on my research thread where um there is a partial foot it's the front part of a foot and it shows toes toe marks possibly a foot and toe marks uh, that stomped this dirt down where this limb was jammed into the ground so um, I, I don't put a whole lot of faith hundred percent faith in tree uh, tree markers and stuff uh, but tree sign but uh, you know i I document it for the future for when possibly we could find out if these creatures are doing this or not you know sure but
0: uh, uh have you ever tried to disturb the tree sign that you found like the, the limbs that are jammed into the ground have you ever tried to change the sequence of them move them around maybe or
1: um no you like know,
0: that? someone, someone has trying.
1: suggested that before but i i think i just gonna i'll i'll leave alone what they do and just try to learn what i can about it you know sure Instead of messing with it uh
0: so besides the uh, the rock clacking and the uh, the popping noises, uh, any other vocalizations? Anything else really of interest at Salt Fork? Well,
1: well, Rick, Rick, uh, I I put a uh, recorder out uh, at a, the cemetery area, which is as a crow flies from the ridge we were sitting on. Uh, cemetery is about uh, oh about three quarters of a mile away. And um, I left it out overnight. We put a uh, a trail cam up there too, and we left the apples out. But uh, the trail cam, we got some pictures, but we don't see what triggered it.
0: Yeah, I was looking at those myself a little earlier. Yeah. To figure out. No, you know, the only thing I can think of, and I think somebody else suggested this also, was wind. You know, that'd be yeah. the only thing I can think of blowing in that tall grass there. That's the only thing I can think of.
1: Yeah, I've I've got a lot of trail cam pics that. You can't see what triggered it, you know some something yeah. triggered it some odd thing, but anyhow the recording um that's Rick's department there um is Rick still there I'm here yeah he he Rick listened to that whole thing, and um he had the equipment to listen to that, and um he broke it all down and posted everything, so Rick, you could tell him the interesting stuff about that, huh
3: yeah, yeah, it's uh nothing really definitive uh there was some interesting um Movement around the recorder, whatever was moving, didn't get in front of the trail came Unfortunately, uh, we heard Al um, uh, calls uh, a couple times during during the night. I heard there two different areas. One was early in the morning, and then one was later on in the morning, about six forty-five, seven a.m., something like that. And there was a sound like a dog barking as well, and it was all moving away. The moving away from the uh recorder. Um, there was other things on there. There was one sound we we still can't figure out what it was. Uh somebody I forgot who said it on the on the thread in M A B R C said it sounded like it might be a frog. That got gotten close to the recorder. The recorder is up off the ground a little bit, so I don't know. But in, but uh, it was uh, it's a, it was interesting it was interesting listening to that that whole seventeen hours that's how long the yeah that's a
0: lot of listening that's a lot yeah.
3: of listening. I do a lot of driving so I was you know listening to it when I was driving and trying to write down the times and drive at the same time when I heard something that's
0: good but it was time. a different kind of thing. Take your pardon. I was saying that's a really good time to uh to do that kind of thing where you can turn it up real loud and just sit in It's actually it, it
3: actually the you know, acoustics acoustics are actually pretty good in the car you roll the windows up and just
0: turn the thing up. Right. yep. Yeah. But uh yeah, I it was that was talking about the uh, what did you say though? You responded back when they said it sounded like a frog. I'm trying to remember what it was that you said about it though. I said oh, I said the pitch seemed higher. Yeah, that's on
3: the cool. uh, on on cuz I, I I listened to the the uh uh, recording that they put on the link and the pitch seemed higher. So I I don't know. I was going to do some searching around, see if I can find something else, but I ain't had time, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's interesting.
0: Any whoops or, uh, we actually got,
3: we actually, we actually got, believe it or
0: not, we actually got
3: whoops, uh, A couple of them was actually my wife's whoops. She was whooping on the ridge, and uh, she's got some powerful lungs on her. Uh, I I was surprised that we caught that, and we could hear uh, Jason doing, he did three wood knocks while he was up on the ridge, and it picked them up. Then after the time that we had left the ridge, we heard some other whoops, and I had asked Bob, I said, um, Bob, when we was up visiting with Don Keating, did we... uh, was there any vocalizations, uh, being done? Cause we was, me and Bob sitting there talking to Don and, uh, Jason and Blue Tracker was out around the woods and, uh, he said, Bob said we didn't. Is that right, Bob?
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't remember any done, you know, it being done. I don't really don't cause, cause those guys, Scott and Don were, they had recording and listening equipment out. So I don't think, um, Jason and Blue Tracker wanted to, uh, you know do any whoops uh that would be recorded on their stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. I do
1: we,
3: we did hear we did pick up a couple of uh instances of whoops. Uh
1: was there some tree knocks uh on there, Rick?
3: Could have been something else. Uh, some more researchers in the area. Although we did not run into any others aside from Mr. Keating. Yeah
0: it's um, a pretty popular spot nowadays. Yeah. Um we also uh, uh,
3: I'd like to bring bring this up that uh, Bob has this little Bigfoot statue, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he put that thing out in front of the tent. Well, I see. I believe it was on Saturday afternoon. Uh, some of the kids had been camping had at, at noticed it and was coming over asking questions about you know about it. So we was talking. Uh, I was talking. Uh, see, it was me and Blue Tracker and My wife was talking to him. And uh even some of the adults came over and started asking us questions about about it you know asking uh our research techniques and stuff like that so it was it was pretty interesting
0: and uh, what did you tell these people about your research techniques?
3: Well, you know it was just that you know uh you know i you know I, my mind is completely drawn a blank on that um <laughs> I completely I, I, just, I, just went blank. I remember talking to the guy just playing his day. I gave him one of my MABRC business cards, and uh, Blue Tracker gave him his contact information. And uh, I just, it was, I was just so caught up in the moment, I was just, I, 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 can't, I can't remember what, what, what was said.
2: But it was, it was
3: interesting. And the children, you know, the kids, they, they, they was just
0: loving it. Right, they are eating it up. That's good. Yeah.
1: I I told a kid uh, I says it's important that you always go squatching with somebody. Just make sure you got someone with you. Right. And the most important thing about that person is that you know you can outrun that person. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh yeah, they was you know they was asking questions of like uh, how, one I can remember distinctly. This one gentleman asking was, "How do you know if you hear something? It's a it's a bigfoot." I said, "Well, you don't. You don't know what it is." Because you don't, you can hear it, but you don't see the. You you can uh, uh, look at the possibilities of what it is, and and listen to it, and decide what it's not. But uh, you know, you you can't one hundred percent be sure that what you hear out there is uh, a
0: sasquatch. That's pretty sound advice. You can give that to anybody. Yeah. Another reason to learn. Another reason to learn the wildlife in the area. Exactly. One more reason. Well, uh, what, somebody was there with their uh, new wife, weren't they? Was it Jason Mack? Was he the one that was there with his new yeah. wife? Was yeah, it their honeymoon? I mean. Did he get all romantic on her and take her squatching? About the <laughs> <honeymoon>? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I'm
3: think i not sure. He hadn't been married very long, but this was probably a couple, maybe two or three, probably two months. I think he got married in July, if I'm not mistaken. So it was probably two months
0: after he'd gotten married. Yeah, I didn't think it was, but I thought it was kind of funny. What do you know? What she thought of the whole thing? Uh, she was pretty quiet. Um, Jason
3: did post on the um, on the uh, thread there that uh, when she went, she wasn't really convinced that these things ex- existed. But after that, uh, the vocalizations we heard on the ridge on Friday night, uh, he said she's more convinced now.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's because uh, one one of Jason's last vocalizations was a whoop, and he got answered back with a whoop.
0: Right. Uh, and he he
1: wow. had a recorder set up, but he said, "I think he said that that didn't uh, get recorded on a recorder." Just can't hear. He it. said the close
3: the close in ones did that one like howl like one that was kind of off in the distance is probably the one he was referring to that he probably didn't get.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sounds like you had a... How long are you all out there? A couple of days, right? Three days? We yeah. were
1: there three days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in August. That was uh, August 20th to uh, the 23rd. And uh, I, I like Salt Fork. There's, there's a lot of action going on. It's a great place for squatches to run around loose in the woods there.
0: Yeah, that was my next yeah. question. Was Just, do you just that, don't uh, go in on-
1: don't go what, Rick?
0: There's there's hunters everywhere.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, there is there is a hunting area in that park. Yeah. During the hunting season, you got to... Yeah, the ridge, the, it. Ridge,
3: the ridge is in that area, too. Yeah, now, yeah. Now, now, the handicapped picnic area where we met uh, Don Keating is a no-hunt
2: area. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, there's plenty of space there that is no-hunting area that uh, you could get into, you know, any time of the year. there's, There's a lot of sightings there.
0: There's probably yeah, there's a lot of sightings, sightings
1: reported you know like like every place else that's from I've learned that from just around here where I live in northeast Ohio that there's probably uh maybe one out of ten <laughs> sightings are reported you know um, there's a lot of activity here, a lot of good are the, uh,
0: are, are the sightings year round in Salt fort or do they seem to be, have peaks and Valleys, like when they might no, go out they, of that
1: area. You're around there. Um, um, yeah. One one girl that posts, uh, Nancy One from West Virginia. Um, she posts a lot of video. She it does. Her and her husband, Bernie, do a lot of research and there in uh, Salt Fork, and um, she posts a lot of video on YouTube. And uh, they had a sighting this past year. I think their sighting was January or February, right around there. That time of year. But yeah, they had a sighting. They had a pretty good sighting there.
0: Huh. Well, I think it's historically it's a it's been a it's been a hot spot since the '70s though, hasn't it? It's kind of that's when it kind of gained its popularity. Was
3: yeah, because
0: '70s mid '70s
1: that's when it opened up as a uh, as a state park.
0: Oh, okay, well, that makes yeah. sense.
1: you know, people, people were going there for camping and, and boating and everything else. It's a great park. It's Ohio's the biggest state park and um and it's a nice big lake for uh boating uh, unlimited horsepower and uh fishing uh the camping uh just miles of hiking trails all over it's uh it's a rugged terrain i think that the elevation only varies uh the most uh, two hundred feet um but there's a it's you know it's hilly a lot of hills you know you're so out of up and down up and down constantly. Right, in in certain areas, you know, so you get a work out there if you want yeah. one.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's a lot yeah. easier in West Virginia though. You you go up a little bit and you go down a little bit. West Virginia, you go straight up and then come straight back down.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh,
3: it's little it's, lo- it's a little easier to get around Salt Fork than it is around here.
1: Yeah, yeah. I said like the like the maximum uh, elevation difference is 200 feet, but a lot of a lot of terrain, it only uh, varies to like 100 feet, so sure. that ain't nothing. <laughs> tell
0: Aaron, you, did but... <laughs> you have a question? Darren? <laughs>
2: did you I'm, have a question? No, I'm sorry. I was blonded out there, guys. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I'm still worried about the, the guns going to be up on the ridge looking for the uh, dark wing that's supposed to be running around up there guns. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> talking about uh, how how you
1: say that? Hanobi? Hano,
0: Hanobi uh, uh, Yeah, it's the a Y. It's it's spelled I A, but for some reason it's pronounced with a Y. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: say that's you know Oklahoma education, but that's just because I'm in Texas. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, you're gonna be on the ridge with a lot of Oakies. You better remember that. <laughs> right, you know, I,
0: I'm just, I'm just stuck here. I don't actually claim Texas.
2: <laughs> no, uh, I, I kind of sidetracked this I apologize for that. Uh, Momo64 went and posted a picture of a duck and claimed it was dark wing seen in Kansas City, and uh, I don't know if anybody's seen the conversation going on that, but. Uh, they were talking about how Darkwing doesn't exist. Nobody's been able to prove it, so they're going to bring some guns and shoot one at <laughs> nobody well, to prove nice. it. Uh-oh. So.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that would make sense. I know BFRO's going to be in the area, too, that week, aren't they? Yeah. So it makes sense to me.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. but I don't want to
0: get shot. So oh, that's a small price to, play, to pay for the fame. Yeah. BFRO's going to be... Uh,
1: doing some investigating in the area nearby there? Uh, they're, they're actually,
2: actually having, having a week
1: before, this weekend, right? Oh yeah, yeah,
2: they're supposed to be having a expedition this weekend down
1: there. Oh, one of, the, one of those expeditions they put on?
2: Yeah. Hey, you
0: can go down there and pay $400 if you want to, or you can wait next week and just go up on the ridge with us, you know, for yeah. free. I
1: was hoping to just do that. Just throw it out there uh, for people. I, I was hoping to do that this year, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen, so I got... much going on here at home but uh at the beginning of the year i was looking forward to october
0: That sounds like you got enough activity going on up there to keep you pretty pretty i've I've got
1: three places here in northeast ohio and each each place is uh at a different river system three different river systems here um they all drain into lake area eventually but uh, this northeast ohio i think is excellent terrain um I've learned a lot since I got into this. It's only been like a couple of years now. It's not even two years, but, uh, you know, I I got out in the field as soon as I could after learning what I could, what to look for. And, uh, I'm just, uh, amazed at uh, what I found out really. Um, I've, I've been in, in, I've had squatches around me. I know. Um, just haven't had the sightings. I've, I've had stuff thrown at me. Um, I've had the adrenaline going, but, uh, one of these days, well, hopefully, I'll have a sighting. I, I got to get out and do some night squatching at some of these areas, and uh, that's a problem. But uh, it'll it'll happen. I'll, I'll do it one of these days. But uh, I think my northeast house got plenty of squatch action going on uh, in the counties, uh, areas where I live. Uh, a lot there's a lot of reports. Uh, if you look on a BFRO uh, on a uh, Google on a Google uh, Earth map the b f r o and the other reports that show up there it's a, you'll see it's a good area
3: there's quite a few people researching up in that area too
1: yeah yeah i've been um you know slowly uh, over time been getting to know more and more people that are researching around here um uh, well tim is one tim stover he's, he's yep. um he's not too far from me i've i've uh, been in contact with him by by email and um he's he's got a radio program. I was on that too for a little bit, and uh, I talked about the the salt fork expedition uh, blue tracker who came um to the salt fork expedition is a friend of Tim's, and he goes out with Tim a lot so um Dave was on there talking about the expedition uh salt fork and so i got so i was in a chat room, so i got uh, I made a phone call and got on there. But uh, yeah, Tim, Tim, uh, he he posts he's he's um, TCSJR Bigfoot on YouTube uh, videos is Tim Stover. Oh, okay. Uh, he's got a lot of good stuff, and he he puts a lot of time in getting out there. He Tim recently found at this lake uh, area. He one area he goes to. Uh, he was in a boat, him and a friend, and they went up this cove. That doesn't look like uh, it gets too much action by anybody, fishermen or anybody going up there. It's kind of secluded in the uh, area. And um, along the shore, he found some nice uh, prints underwater uh, against the shore and um, a pretty, like a clay-like uh, area. Nice prints. And um, they they said that, um, in a video that it looked like um, something had been digging there. And they said it must be maybe digging for clams, you know. So that's the clam thing again, you know. I I uh, when I saw that video, I uh, emailed Tim and I, I emailed him pictures of the clam shells I found in the woods recently, and uh, told him you know to to maybe take a uh, walk around in the woods there and see if he finds a pile of broken open clam shells like I did. But um, I just uh, I got a new book, Raincoast Sasquatch. I'm I'm, I'm plugging the Good book. One. I just got this book. I don't know if anybody Good else has read it.
0: Yeah, that's a really good
1: one. Excellent. So, um, but they, I read uh, different parts of it, and um, they do talk uh, a few different places there about uh, seeing squatches digging for clams and uh, right. actually digging for them and breaking them open and eating them. So, that's a good sign when you find a pile of clam shells in the woods um, near water. Yep. Because um, a bear's not going to carry them off like that, that many into the woods, and a raccoon doesn't do that. They eat them right where they find them.
3: Very
0: interesting. But um, Any uh, any future expeditions planned for Salt Fork or are y'all gonna try and branch out and go to another area in Ohio? Um I would like to try uh some other uh areas. Um
1: uh, Mohican State Park is supposed to be pretty good and um there's um Blue Tracker, um my friend Blue Tracker uh, I know some people that uh, do some research down there, so I'm gonna try and hook up with them and, and you know get down there and try that. But I, I like Salt Fork. I, I want to go back there. It's an excellent area. Um, I think it's good to I, you know go back to this uh, you know a familiar place and get to know it better, the terrain better. You know, and there's, there's so much, such a big state park. There's so so many other places to, for us to look around there. So. I hope um, next year, next summer, we'll organize another uh, Salt Fork expedition.
0: So, yeah. Um, does it concern you at all that uh, there's more and more researchers that go into that area? I mean, I know that the park's really big, but does it concern you that sometimes you might be, the researchers might be fooling each other, doing wood knocks and calls and things like that?
1: Yeah, there's always a possibility. So, you know, you gotta you got to look where you're going, um, you know, uh, at other vehicles around, at other researchers um um, to just, uh, you know, look, look for people that are hiking around like you are in the woods and, uh, yeah, you always, you always got to keep that in the back of your mind. Um, like the rock clacking, I don't know. Um, I don't think anybody knew we were going to be there, what we were doing, you know? There in fact, we was,
3: we was actually up on a trail that was, that was uh, temporarily closed, right?
1: Yeah, it was a, a, supposed to be a closed trail. There yeah. there was a an accident there at Hossack's Cave and May right, that,
0: was, that yeah. was during the uh there during the last Ohio conference, right? Was that Don's the conference young it, lady right? fell? Yeah,
1: a, a young a young girl fell from there and um Right. She she died from her injuries eventually. She didn't die that day, but uh I talked to a lot of people at the conference that were there that aided her. Um Tim was one, I think. One was Abe and uh, I think Tim Tim Stover was there, and and Abe uh, Abe from uh, Minnesota Bigfoot Research, um, the elusive one, Abe. He was. Right. Yeah. Oh. Anyhow, that yeah. So they closed this trail off that we were on. We weren't supposed to be on that trail. Hmm. But But uh, we, uh, hey, we're researchers, you know. Hey.
0: Yeah. We exactly.
1: we, we pulled our research permit, you know but yeah yeah, we didn't hear we we walked by the area where the clacking was heard well uh, on on the way when we first got on the trail we that clacking noise wasn't going on it was on the way back that we heard it
0: Hmm. and
1: uh it was the, the noise was between us and the parking lot and like i said um uh Dave Blue Tracker and Sylvia, Rick's wife, uh they both they heard that noise too. And some other noise. They they thought something was up there. They didn't know if it was us or what. But it was the sound was from between the uh us and them. So I think it's probably a big monkey up there doing something.
0: Right. Like you I said
1: clacking noise I heard last year
0: at a research area here by me.
1: So they're doing something
0: you think maybe they're sitting in the uh the outskirts of that area waiting for everybody to leave so they can go and scavenge food out of the trash cans in the picnic area? I, that kind of
1: thing? I I kind of think uh yeah, I think they're pretty opportunistic. They 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 scavenge
0: um I think they have to be
1: especially trash cans in that area and um right. the uh like where the lodges, those the big dumpsters. Um there's activity where there are lodges um and um, there's quite a bit of woods between the lodge and the lake, and uh, I think, yeah, they could sneak around and come up to the lodge uh, dumpsters. I checked that out.
0: Real easy at night,
1: and if they come up at 3 or 4 in the morning, there's nobody around. They can help themselves. Sure,
0: uh, but, I mean, it, it may be it may be something to uh, set a recorder or two in a few different trash cans during the night, maybe baiting with some food inside the trash cans.
1: Yeah, you know that's, that's a good idea. Like, can
0: walk up, you know, three o'clock in the morning. What else is going to walk up to the trash can and and rummage around and find something? You know, I mean, last yeah,
3: yeah.
0: last year at the uh, Salt Ford Exped- uh Expedition in September,
3: we was uh, in the woods up the handicapped picnic table, and somebody had put in a bunch of uh, fish heads in the dumpster that was up there. At
1: where, where was that at Rick? At uh... yeah,
3: it was up there where we up there at the handicapped area where we where we met Don Keeney. Oh yeah. This was last year. Yeah, in, in uh, September. Yeah, when, I went, the, uh, when I went back when I went back in October, they'd already taken the dumpster
0: out, so I couldn't didn't know you know if anything had been done or not. I bet there's a pretty good funk coming off those fish heads sitting in a trash can. That's uh, yeah, yeah. In the middle in the middle of summer, yeah. I bet that'd be that'd catch somebody's attention for sure.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I that's a good idea. I'll leave a, a recorder at one of those dumpsters because uh, I'll I'll keep that in mind for um, next year.
2: You um, know, I mean, uh,
0: some of those really cheap ones you can get a couple of you know two or three good cheap uh, little Olympus recorders for fifty yeah, bucks. Maybe three of them. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How I, much, How much, What was the
3: price on those?
0: I. Uh, they're pretty I, cheap now. They're down to you know low low twenties now. Oh, really really i maybe a few of them at Newegg, are probably cheaper than that. Everybody I've been looking around. I've been,
3: I've been looking around for some audio recorders, and I can't seem to find anything. Uh, those hook up to the computer and everything. hmm Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll look for those.
0: Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll actually. I'll post a. I'll find one and I'll post it under the uh, Gear Pick of the Week because that's what yeah. I talked about during the Gear Pick was just the use of those recorders as a. A means to remember what you talked about and what the uh, group came in contact with. Right. Uh, you got all kinds of applications. Yeah. Let's see. Reference drone, our brother from down under says Eric Altman had a possible sighting at the handicapped area, and Scott Albaugh got a real got real freaked out by something there. It hurled big stones at him. So uh, yeah, I think that's probably a pretty hot area.
3: Yeah, that was about two. That was that was the beginning of October. That was about. Two weeks before I went on my solo trip up there, uh, oh, I, no. I, I, was actually, I was actually listening to that show that uh, Don Keating had put on on the way up there back in October. And I said, hmm, this ought to be interesting. But with all the, oh, gunshots, no. with all the gunshots going off and stuff around there, I,
0: probably what, I really didn't see anything. Uh, hmm. You know, they've got to go somewhere during hunting season. If they have to vacate that area that the hunters are at, they've got to go somewhere. Well, like like
3: uh, Bob said, that's a
0: huge, huge area. Huge
1: park,
3: though, right? And they can and they can they can get deep. They can go deep in there where hunters won't even will right. go.
1: Oh, that that park borders a lot of land properties. that is not. It's more woods, you know. Right. There's not yeah. a lot of farming down there because it's hilly. So right. um, there's some houses, some real houses, rural houses, and um, a lot lot of woods, you know. So it, it all. The, the park just borders on privately owned property, but it's woods, so just, there's plenty of room to roam around and stay out of sight and um, make a good living out there in the woods. But, uh, them things don't need wilderness, from what I see. You know they they've learned to live around us.
0: Sure.
1: I, you know, I mean, I I got I got good evidence th- three miles from home where I a park that I used to ride my bicycle down to when I was a kid. You know, and know as a kid I never thought about that, you know. Uh Bigfoot or Sasquatch. And um but now I'm I mean I'm just totally blown away that I see so much uh evidence that they're around, you know. I mean I got I got wood knocked that when I did three wood knocks. This this was on the trail where I found my uh nine inch print set that I cast um in April. But I uh I did the uh, two weeks before I found the prints. I went I was walking by, I got a there's a nice tree on the trail and um I always kept a couple good uh, limbs there for doing wood knocks, so I one day I was going on to check it out and um did three real quick wraps. I dropped the lumber and I walked about twenty feet away and I got a nice knock one knock, a single knock to my left coming from a swampy area that had a lot of cover and uh that, that just astounded me, and then uh, I I looked around. Nothing else happened that day. Just, I took a look, quick look, and um, I think I, I took some apples and left some apples back by this marsh, and uh, but it was two weeks later. I was checking the area out again, and um, I found those footprints. Came there was uh, six prints.
0: Six prints total?
1: Six prints total, yeah. There was uh,
0: in a line?
1: There was four in line. Yeah, there was uh, Um. There's a picture on my research thread that shows uh
0: we'll have to check that when out.
1: i was when i was um casting them, you could see i i made uh, uh like a um a frame on the outside of the print so i i made like a square uh, rectangular frame on the outside of the print so I could cast the surrounding area too and um so on on it, in this picture you could see how inline those those frames are um, there was uh, six prints, four, four were left prints and two were right prints. And um, the first sets, the, the first three prints was a um, left, a right, and a left, and those had about a two-foot stride from heel to heel. And then from there uh, to the next print, it was five foot Foot six inches, and then after that the next print it was five nine inches I and mean, this whatever it was just took off all of a sudden um i didn't uh i was I was so excited about the prints when I was casting them I didn't notice that the only prints that I cast was the uh, four left prints and um I didn't get any right prints there was there was only really good uh there was only two right prints, and one of them was really good and it was a good one to cast. And I realized that when I got home and when uh that I only had left prints. So I, I grabbed more casting material. I went back there. This was probably okay, we went there in the morning and got done casting about eleven o'clock. So I, I ended up going getting back there about four or five o'clock in the afternoon. But the one good right print, um a dog or coyote stepped through that thing right where the toes are at, and it kind of wiped it out pretty bad, so it wasn't worth casting anymore
2: now these are the casts that uh somebody tried to buy from you at the uh oh the conference conference wasn't it
1: that's what i I took those uh forecastings down to a uh, Don's conference at uh, Salt Fork in may, and um don uh let me put them on a the table, put them on display. And it was uh Jody Cook was down there. He had a table set up. And um I didn't know Jody before the uh conference but I I got to know him down there I was talking to him. But um yeah, the next uh, the day after the conference, Sunday morning, I was having breakfast at, at the lodge uh, restaurant and I I passed by the table where uh, Jody Cook was there, uh, Irish guy, uh Billy Willard, uh John Cartwright, um Somebody else I can't remember, but Jody Cook was there. So I I stopped us talking to them guys. I sat down for a while, and, uh, and Jody asked me if I wanted to sell them. If they were for sale, <laughs> and um, I said no. And I mean that's that's my first prize, you know. I'm holding on to the originals anyhow. I said I, I'll make you a copy and sell you a copy, you know. He went. He's more interested in the best one out of the four.
0: Yeah.
1: But uh, I haven't I haven't been contacted by him about it since then. So I don't know. I gave him my card. I had a um. A M-A-B-R-C card I gave him, so uh, maybe, maybe he wasn't that interested, but he, yeah, he just mentioned it, but I mean, anything's for sale, you know, at the right price, you know, I mean, $10,000 I might consider,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you buy a lot of good coaching equipment with that, you know.
2: Yes. Oh yeah, we'd even sell yes. we'd even sell Randy for ten thousand
0: dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah that would give a that a good thermal imaging camera. Yeah, sure would. <laughs> Just you know, uh, trade a FLIR for Randy, that'd work out.
1: And everybody, you know, when I when I started out squatching, one of my goals was uh, I was hoping to find some good prints. You know, to at least get one good print that I could cast. You know, and I found prints and i'm 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 pretty sure pretty happy that they probably are from a a juvenile squatch, but that's the thing you know it's a juvenile I, everybody wants the the big mama prints you know the fourteen sixteen inch prints you know that's sure. what I wanted, but I ended up with the, the dinky little nine inches, but they're pretty nice prints you know there's there's a lot of indication that uh, well, you, know, I, you know
0: i would I would think the juvenile prints i would think those are a lot more rare than i the, ones you know i mean so i would think people would be more interested in the juveniles because we've all seen the big ones
1: well here yeah here's what i'm thinking is i i'm thinking uh i'm learning is that it seems that the juveniles uh they are out on their own a lot away from the adults but probably within earshot no doubt you know for protection but right they're they're, they're like giving and learning to to be on their own and they're they're given uh, an area for foraging it seems like that they will forge in, and the adults will just be nearby. And uh, the juveniles, I think, are more apt to be careless and leave prints like that, where the adults learn, you know, uh, have had learned over a period of time to be more cautious about where they step, so they don't leave prints and anything that could they could be tracked by. I think the juveniles seem to be because I that's uh, I found these juvenile prints here nearby me that I cast. I found juvenile prints. I've been finding juvenile prints at another place um, along a, a river at a northeast Ohio here. I investigate, and then um, at Salt Fork last year, I was telling you about that uh, juvenile print, eight-inch print I found down there.
0: So All I'm, right.
1: I'm I've, I've seen and found adult prints, but nothing worth casting. I've right. seen uh, one area I go to. There's uh, pretty regularly you find four, either 14-inch or 16-inch prints. So there's. There's two large ones around there, but uh I haven't found i'm I'm hoping to, you know look, find one of those prints uh, of the big one that uh is in a nice mud puddle I can cast and hasn't happened yet but uh I'm sure that uh, they uh I, I do i did find one it's on my research thread um by where I leave food it's a sixteen inch print and it shows like the last three toes you know the small toes you know the big toe and the Second toe didn't uh, come out, but uh, I took a picture of it. But it wasn't worth casting. But uh, that was that was one of my better uh, prints that I found. But it was it was six feet away from where I left the food, so it was, looks like it made uh, the print in the mud right before the where the food was hanging. It was on his way to get
0: it. Very interesting. It sounds like y'all got all kinds of activity up there in Ohio.
1: Oh, there it is, there it is. You know, um, I, I, I just, I could just research here and not have to go anyplace else. I'm, um, where, where I just talking about this last print, the 16 inch print I found. <coughs> excuse me, I had a whole lot of activity there last year, and uh, I swear I was hoping this year to have a sighting, but unfortunately, it's a, a public park, and it was like a well kept secret last year. This year it's like everybody and their brother knows about it, I and mean, it 's like uh, i don't know so many broadcast about this park, but there, there's so much activity there with people going there that the squatches are still around, and um, i've been feeding them, and I find the tracks, but it's not the activity isn't like uh, it was last year they they moved on to a different area um, and I think I know where I talked to a woman that lives near that park um, on a house. Near the park, and um, she was telling me she she had a yard sale. I stopped there to check that out, and um, I just asked her I've said, how long she lived there. She said nine years. I asked her she she's ever heard any weird uh, noises from around there, any any kind of animal calls. She goes, "Yeah, as a matter of fact, I have." She goes, "She said I've I've heard me and my husband have heard screams at night that sound like a woman being murdered or raped." She says. uh, uh, somebody told her it was a rabbit probably being killed by a, a coyote or something. And uh, she says, This thing is an old rabbit, little rabbit. She says, This thing's got a set of lungs on it. She said, uh, One night, she said, uh, The thing was screaming. And it's, it's woken them up at night while they're in bed. But one night, they were outside and they heard the screaming. And it's uh, about. It's about uh, it's about 200 yards from their house
0: yeah.
1: where, where the woods are, where the screaming come from. So the husband said, well, I'm going to go find out what it is. And he went over there up to the edge of the woods, and he turned around and come right back. And his wife says, well, what was it? He goes, I don't know, but I'm not going in there. There's something big in there. <laughs> so I think they're hanging around in that area, uh, the adults. uh but the, it seems like the uh, juvenile's still foraging where I leave the food. It's it seems like just the juvenile this year has been coming back to get the food uh, more than the adults. Only found an adult print there like last March, that one 16 uh, inch one in the, uh puddle right before the food. But um, I was hoping to have a sighting there this year, but with all the people going there, they they change the activity. But the squatches are still around there. There's stuff going on. Um but I just,
0: keep going there, you know. I mean, uh if they get familiar with you, that'll increase your, your chances for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well eventually I'm... all these people that are just the fly by night squatchers, that's gonna that'll pass, I think. Yeah. With all the attention that's been given to the you know, Monster Quest and all the specials on the history channel and the travel channel and everything else. Yeah. I think uh you know, eventually I mean it's gonna get people into it and that's always great to have more people. Uh but I think eventually some of these people that are Kind of shining it on right now. They'll they'll kind of get tired of going out there and sitting for a long time and you know going out ten times and having one vocalization out of that ten times with ten nights out there. Yeah, you know, they'll get tired of it and they'll 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 move on to to something else. Yeah. You know? So it'll it'll happen, you know. It's a, but then again, there's you know like Renee Behendon, that guy. I don't know how many years he dedicated you know fifty years of looking for it, and he never even had a sighting, so yeah but
1: i'm I'm sure he he was around him close, you know uh, at many oh, yeah, and knew it you know they were, they probably let him know too, you know right you know right, but uh you know you know when they're around, you know, and you know you know it isn't a it isn't a person, and uh it isn't a bear, you know when when you get something thrown at you, or like like last year what I had um where uh, I, I leave food at, where I found that 16-inch print um, by the food. Last year, I would go there. It was about three four times that I went there after a while. The, the, um, three or four times later in the summer, I, I would get activity around me. You could hear the twigs breaking, and they're off in the uh, underbrush, you know. Couldn't see nothing. It could have been belly crawling or... Uh, whatever they're doing, just crouching down. But uh, you hear twigs snapping and, and the leaves rustling. And um, it, it's you know I hear that heard that first time uh, one time I hear that, and then the next time I go there, it's a little louder. It's more bolder, you know. And then the next time it's even louder. So now one, one time I went there, and I mean, they they sound like they were 40 feet away from me. And it sounded like there must have, might have been two of them. One in front of me, and one to my right flank. But the the underbrush is pretty thick, and they were snapping t- branches like on purpose, real loud, just to you know try to shake me up, battle me, you know. And I'm I'm taking the old food bag down, and I'm trying to hoist up the new food bag filled with food. I had it hanging, and uh, I'm talking all this time because uh, I, was, I was nervous. So I was talking uh, in a calm voice, you know, like I'm t- talking to a person. And, um, and then I, when I was done with all the food, you know, I said, okay, I'm done now. And I, I put my hands out, you know, to my side with my palms and said, I'm going. Turned around and I started walking. I got 20 feet away and I heard the loudest uh, wood knock behind me. It was probably 50 feet behind me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I didn't turn around. I didn't want to act aggressive. I just walked back to the main trail and and got out of there, but I was so happy that I heard that. I was thinking, well, next time, you know, maybe I get a chance to get a sighting. You know,
0: and now was the uh, the the tree shaking? Did you have? Is that what it was? No, it was it was, just, it uh, was a wooden branch it, it, was, it was
1: it was a real. It was like someone took a a, a nice Louisville Slugger and and whacked a tree with whacked,
0: it. And uh, it was uh,
1: probably fifty feet behind me. It was so loud. I mean, it it cracked so loud. Then. Then I wish, you know, like, like you were talking about carrying a recorder with you. I just started, just got in have habit the last three months, four months of carrying a recorder with me and turning it on before I go into the woods. Right. I wish I would have known that back, that was last year that happened, because I would have had a real nice wood had <laughs> It would have had to come out on the recorder real easy. I mean, that was so close behind me and so loud it was scary you know it was scary thinking about how big whatever it was hit that branch on that tree you know with with the force that hit it you know that made me nervous (laughs) but yeah
0: Yeah. I
1: I could I could do nothing but uh, research around North Ohio close to home and not go any place else but uh, I'd rub it in once in a while rub
0: it in (laughs) <laughs> a little salt,
1: rub it in. Rub it in, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, yes. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to feed them, and uh, right now, and um, get them habituated at this place close to home, where I, where I found the nine-inch tracks that I cast. That's, that's three, three and a half miles away from where I live as a crow flies.
0: Oh wow! So that's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's a good setup because then that's a place you can go to every day if you had to. That's,
1: that's what, a really yeah. Good setup. Yeah, last year I didn't go to this place. I didn't think there's any uh, activity there. So I found something last December that sparked my interest, and I started looking around. There, there is a report from there—a BFRO report from maybe five years ago. But I didn't put too much stock into it. I thought it was uh, more uh, uh, the report—it's it, it, it's more imagination on a person's part. But now, yeah. I found I found several things since since, uh, like, last December there that got me looking around more. And I found uh, some good tree sign and got the wood knock and got the prints. Um, I got a record. I got recordings. Uh I left recorder out there. I, I got to uh, edit that. I like to post it on my thread uh, from this park. And I got, do have some wood knocks from there. And um sounds like some howls in the background, some good stuff.
0: What kind of a, what kind of a food are you using for your habituation experiment? I
1: I I like to use uh, apples mainly, and uh, red delicious. I've tried other apples, and they don't seem to like them as much as red delicious. These guys are particular, so
0: hmm.
1: I think feeding them. I think they've got enough food to live on in the wild, but feeding them is like uh, extra treats, so they can afford to be particular. But I experimented with different things. But what I what I find out now that it really works good in my area, is uh, apples, red delicious, some pears, and carrots. But then uh, I've come across where some uh, different areas where uh, the carrots will be left, and they only take the apples and pears. You know, hmm. the carrots are left, they don't like the carrots. So
0: now, I don't know if you'll know this or not, but are there a pear or any red delicious apple orchards? Now in we, that region, we have got an abundance here of orchards. Yeah, that's that's what I was wondering. Uh, you know, if it's something that is growing naturally in that area, so they're not too worried about taking it because they recognize it as being something that's from the area, as opposed right. to like growing a mango out there. You know, this
1: isn't an area where red red delicious apples are known to grow or grow well. They don't grow them here. They grow other
0: other they varieties. In uh, Washington, I believe, Washington
1: is where, is is right. where the red are. delicious yeah. come from. But they they seem to love them. You know.
0: Huh. I know I love them. Yeah, huh? I know
1: I yeah. like them too. You know, because so.
0: like Granny Smith, but okay. I still do.
1: I, I gotta carry carry you know extra ones for me too. You know.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, we got a question from Reverend Strone. Some suggest wooden knocks could be in some cases cases be claps. Big meaty, <laughs> big meaty, bigfoot big hands clapping together. What does Bob think based on what he's heard? <laughs> so, Bob, what do you think? You think it's a uh, wood knocks, or you think it's big meaty? Bigfoot paws slapping uh, together.
1: I've been, uh, yeah, I've I've heard that um, mentioned about the hand clapping, and uh, I I've seen a lot of new stuff about that. I've read a lot of new stuff about the the theory of hand clapping, and it it seems to be that these guys are doing uh, noises with hand clapping uh, sometimes. But so far, what I've heard. Like this last wood knock that I had one one knock you know done at me while I turned around you know was at my back walking away that had that sounded like it was wood on wood. It didn't sound like uh it, right. it was so intense I mean it just for me, I'd say for sure that one was was wood on wood, but i mean there's there i've I've heard like on my recordings some wood knocks could be hand clapping.
0: Now, what about this uh, that that clacking noise that you guys heard had just this last time at Salt Fork? Do you think that that possibly could be hand clapping? Do you think they could make a high pitch clap like that? Um,
1: I don't think you know. I, I I think I think they probably could, but it sounded more like it was working on its uh, its lunchtime meal or something. You know.
0: Right oh, gotcha. Yeah.
1: It didn't. It didn't really sound like it was communication. Hmm.
0: You know? Wasn't just uh, clapping to the beat of something.
1: Yeah, they they didn't. know there was no beat to it. You know, <laughs> it was uh, there was no beat. It was. It sounded like it was working on something. Uh, and and then it, that was the same. You know, same impression I got from what I heard on my parabolic mic uh, last year, or, right. a rock clacking
0: noise I heard. But um. And thank you for the question, Reverend Strong.
2: Well guys we're at uh the hour and twelve minute mark. Uh
1: <laughs> you guys wanna talk about the conference. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I was gonna I was gonna suggest we do a quick break, give everybody a chance to get something to drink, maybe use the bathroom and uh get something
0: to drink. I started drinking two hours ago, buddy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, get your refill <laughs> in. is
0: <laughs> uh, bad.
2: So we'll uh we'll take a short break and uh Come back, and, uh, you know, we can talk a little bit more about the, the Ohio uh, research, and uh, then from there we can do, you know, a quick 20, 30 minutes on the, uh, the conference and wrap up the show. Okay. All right. Here we,
0: let's see here.
2: Want to learn more about the MABRC and the research being conducted by its researchers and analysts? Then go to wwwmid AmericanBigfoot.com, which is our portal page. From there, you can go to the MABRC website, the online training facility, or the MABRC forums. It's all there. The MABRC forums is by far the best Bigfoot research forum ever developed full picture galleries, chat rooms, research threads, and a refreshing atmosphere not found on any other forum or none. So join the forum and explore the vast amounts of information posted there. You won't be disappointed. Once again, the address is wwwmid americabigfootcom See you there. back folks. Is everybody still with us here? I'm still here. Yeah,
3: I'm no, here. I'm not
2: here. <laughs> I think I'm starting to get a little bit better at playing music and everything,
0: so I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have we're gonna have to talk about that actually. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. Different different taste of music, okay.
0: Oh well we'll we gotta figure out a way to to get it uh Audible, I guess, instead of just blowing people away. Okay, I know we, we'll talk about that later. <laughs>
2: We're talking to, we'll talk We'll yeah. talk <laughs> about it. all week Yeah, we got all week
0: next week to talk about
2: it. So, okay, and now back to the the Ohio uh, research.
0: What else you guys want to share with us about Ohio and your research? Um, I don't know, uh, Rick. Rick, uh, may, maybe. Um uh, as far as South fort
1: goes, for me uh, and, and Rick, it's a it's a two hour drive for both of us. So, for me, um, I'm planning on taking some day trips there when I can, and um, for the day, maybe stay overnight too, like one night, and uh, do some uh, night in there. So, I'm hoping to do that in the near future here. Um, yeah, nighttime, nighttime seems like it's the best
3: time to. You know, get get some activity. That's when we get all our activities at night.
0: Yeah. You guys go on night hikes, things like that.
3: Um, yeah. I've only... Not so much.
0: Not so much this past trip. The trip before, we did
3: a good good little night hike.
1: So far, my my only night squatching has been at Salt Fork um, this year and last year. That's the only chances I've had to do it. So
0: they are a lot of fun those night hikes. Yeah, well I've oh, they,
3: they get the adrenaline the adrenaline the adrenaline really gets I mean I but we did that night hike last year at Salt Fork. It was uh man, I was I was pumped.
0: <laughs> Especially when people start running off into the dark by themselves and not knowing where they're going. That's when it gets <laughs> a lot of fun right there. Yeah.
2: Well guys, I guess uh I mean, we appreciate you being on the show and everything, and filling us in on a lot of the the research up there. Uh, maybe one of these days, a bunch of us can make it up there and go with you guys. Yeah, now that'd be a that'd be yeah. a fun trip right there. Oh, yeah. that'd be that'd be great.
1: Well, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, if it's uh that's a good you know possibility in the future there. Like I said, I want to I want to organize another Salt Fork expedition uh, for next year. So I'm I, I like it. I look forward to it. And uh, but, you know in between now and then I'll be going there when I can for like I said for like a maybe for a 24 hour uh, you know little squatching adventure down there. It only takes me two hours to get there you know. But uh, 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 Darren, I hope hope you make a good uh, DVD at this year's conference because that's the only way I'm going to be able to find out what's happening down there you know besides what I read on the on the uh, forum.
2: Well, oh. we we decided that we're not going to do a DVD this year, but what, what? we're going to do, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to post it all on YouTube.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, hey, that'll work for me.
2: Yeah, because I, I worked for about four months on that DVD, and yeah. it's like, man, I I need to be out researching more than I'm doing anything else. So we'll just load it all up to YouTube. And
1: you're right about that. Yeah. So yeah, that that'll be good enough for me. I'll be I'll be looking forward to that and looking at all the video.
2: Yeah, we're we're definitely going to have three cameras rolling the entire time during the conference, so we're going to have lots of footage.
1: Uh, I if, if I was going to be able to make it, I was planning on camping up on the ridge with you guys. Well,
2: mm-hmm. we'll we'll save a spot by the campfire just <laughs> just for your spirit to be there. with us. Mis- Missing
1: man formation, huh?
2: <laughs> an em-
1: an empty uh, log at the campfire there, a, a a log to sit on. Nobody there.
2: But yeah, you know, one of these days we'll we'll get to meet y'all in person, and uh, you know, it, it'll be really great to to meet other researchers in the group from uh, other states. I, I gotta I gotta mention um, except for Kansas.
1: I, <laughs> I gotta mention something I got from my daughter. I got in the mail today a, a birthday present from her. My birthday is a Sunday. And uh, I, it's a T-shirt. I can't believe it. I, I opened it up, and it, it's a Sasquatch on the front. It's a silhouette of a Sasquatch, and it's walking a dachshund, you know. And I, I've got a dachshund dog, a, a little, little dachshund named Bruno. And I, it's a Sasquatch walking a dachshund on a leash. I don't know where she found this. at, it's custom made or what, but it's, it's, it's beautiful. And I just, I it cracked, I cracked up laughing when I saw it. Post the
3: pick? Post a picture of it.
1: Yeah, I, I was I, I was thinking about this. Uh, I'll I'll put one on my thread. So uh, tomorrow, I'll, you'll you'll see it on there tomorrow.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, and I got to share this with everybody. It was funny. Two of my favorite things: my my little dog and uh, squatching. And she put it together on one T-shirt. Don't know if she found this or if it's custom made, but it's neat.
2: Well, I do want to say. Uh in advance, happy birthday. Uh I've been waiting for it to pop up on the forum so I could get it posted, but
0: uh
2: wanna say it in person. Happy birthday and hope you get everything that you want and Yeah.
1: Th-
2: that you have that perfect day <laughs> either squatching or nobody <laughs> bothering you. <laughs>
1: I want a sighting, Darren, I want a sighting. <laughs> okay. We all do. Yeah that'll Yeah, that that'll make my day, but well we'll see. That I'm sure that's gonna happen sooner or later, you know. I get out there and get around them enough. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to force it on, on them for, you know, so be around them enough that I'm going to have to see one sometime, maybe coming after me, chasing me out of their area. (laughs) So,
3: and then, uh, one other thing, if y'all want to watch the video that, that was shot while we was, uh, doing our little hike toward the, uh, toward the cemetery, uh, I didn't see anything on it. Maybe somebody else might. It's on my uh, blog site. It's the only place I, love, I can upload long videos like that. Oh, okay. And uh, I think DW's got that posted on
2: the forum there
3: somewhere. I think it's WestVirginiaBigfoot.blogspot.com.
2: Yeah, I think it's actually posted under the link section.
3: Uh, right. Right, I believe that's where it's at. And I'll be looking at some areas maybe to do another West Virginia expedition next year, hopefully.
1: Well, I'm, I'm hoping to to join you down there for that because uh, West Virginia. Looks I'm
3: actually I'm actually going up to Buzzard's Roost this weekend, real quick. We're going to go by there, so I'm going to stop up there and see if anything's cooking around the water tower.
1: Hey, oh yeah. Hey, Rick. Uh, I'm I'm going to be passing through there. I'm going to visit my daughter in North Carolina, so I'll be passing through your town uh, thurs- Thursday, October 10th, and I'm coming uh, home. Uh, the 12th on a Monday. Okay. Uh, I was thinking about maybe I could stop by and uh,
0: get
1: get a good place lined up where can go squatching, you know.
3: Yeah. There's been a lot of activity here lately. Really? It seems like uh, lots of reports being posted on the BFRO. I'm going to look at the most recent one. Uh, actually, this weekend, I'm going to be down that area looking at the most recent one that was posted with a law enforcement officer and his wife saw, saw uh, something there. All right, yeah. So I'm, going to go, I'm going to go into that area uh, this weekend sometime.
1: I'm going to get a hold of you later than, uh, uh, about that and I'll see what we can do.
2: Okay. All right. All right. Uh, guys, we, we got a question here from Grizzly Adams real quick. Uh, he wants to know if you ever take your little dog out with you when you go squatching
1: uh yeah i i have um he he seems he's he loves to smell every scent on the ground you know he's a dachshund so he's he's loaded the ground but this guy he just likes to investigate every scent and um i had him in the area last year and there i was on a main trail a hiking trail and there's a game trail that crosses right over it and we got to that point and the dog just froze up, and he wouldn't go any farther. He smelled something on at that game trail uh, that just, I, I mean, i look in his face. Uh, it, it, he was scared to death. He just wanted to go back to the car, you know. So I turned around, and I walked back to another area. It's by this river. And um, I went there to look for uh, Prince looking around, and the dog was okay. He settled down when we got over there. But uh, while well, I was looking around the ground for prints, uh, uh, I'm 100 feet away from the river, but behind me is woods, and I hear this talking, uh, voices. And um, this was in March. There's no leaves on the trees, and I couldn't see nothing around me, no people. Um, there's there's some farms in the area, but the closest farms a quarter-mile away. The closest field is a quarter-mile away. So I, I hear this it sounds like talking, and then... Um, for almost a minute, and at the end of the, the talking, I couldn't understand what was being said, but I heard it's like, like a, like a um, that samurai chatter, and then the, the the sound stopped, and then right after that, I I just shrugged my shoulders. I thought I was going nuts, you know, hearing things. So I'm, I'm walking. I walk about six feet, and there's an outhouse to my left at this place, and something hit the side of the outhouse like a stone or rock, so. But uh that all well, that those three incidents with the dog getting scared like that, and uh, the the sound I heard and uh the rock being thrown, I talked to an investigator about that, and he here's a scenario, a possible scenario he ran by me, he said he said, maybe the dog or the scent he smelled was a squatch scent, that's their reaction they they're scared to death of him, and then. You know, I walked away from there, different to a different area. He settled down, and then he says, he said maybe the noise you heard was two squatches in the bush back there, didn't like the dog and you being around, and they're trying to decide what to do. And he says, and well, maybe that rock hitting the side of the outhouse was they decided to try to scare you off by throwing that rock over there like that. So, and then that, and the, and the, the good thing about that is that was last last year in March on May first that year. There was a sighting right there too. It was um uh, reported on a G G the Gulf the Gulf Coast uh Sasquatch uh,
3: GCPRO. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, so that report was on there so and it was right at that uh, location too. Um so but the, I take the dog um once in a while, not all the time. Um I've uh, different places where their squash activity, he comes along to a scent, and he does the same thing. He freezes up. He won't go no farther. He wants to go back to the car. So seems like he's smelling something that's there, you know. And what, I don't know. I wish I wish I knew, but it's it scares the daylight out of him. But I don't take him all the time, just once in a while.
0: Well, once again, thanks, guys. We appreciate you all filling in, filling us in on all your research. Sounds like you got a hot spot up there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I I like my area. I'm uh, I'm really I'm always excited about it when I get a chance to go out. So I'm 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 trying uh, new and different places, (laughs) but I got three main places, and what I like about each place is that each of them is uh, located at at a major uh, river system here in Northeast Ohio. Three different three different rivers, you know. So it breaks up the monotony going to three different places like that.
0: All right well Darren, do you wanna talk about a whole nubby
2: oh yeah let's uh let's get into the meat of it and uh go through a lot of the stuff that's uh gonna be happening there uh i mean it, it's just oh man, so much gonna be happening that I know uh to start off, you know everybody knows that uh there's gonna be a team of us actually on the ground. Starting Monday, uh, we're going to be doing some scouting around, uh, trying to find new new areas and new campsites. Uh, and then, of course, you know everybody's going to be filtering in through the week. Uh, one of the great things that we're, we're going to talk about is uh, Tom Powell is actually going to be spending Thursday and Friday nights with us up on the, the ridge at base camp. Uh, of course, we also got, uh, Robert Swain, who does the Last Squatch, uh, cartoons. He's going to be up there. Uh, Jordan Warner, uh, I don't know if everybody knows him, but he's, uh, a teenager that's been doing a lot of good cryptozoology videos on YouTube. Him and his dad are flying in to, to be there. Uh, you know, Dr. Meldrum will probably come up and sit at the fire with us for a while. Uh. And what we're going to do is uh, Thursday night up at the base camp, we've got a small ceremony that we're going to be doing. Uh, basically, uh, we got some uh, things that we want to award to some folks up there, so we're going to do a little campfire ceremony up there.
0: Uh, you should have, Darren. That's nice, though. I appreciate
2: it. <laughs> uh, we're... We're going to kind of make it a uh, an annual event, you know. When we go up there, we're going to have some kind of little ceremony to, you know, just make it more special for the membership to to be up there. Uh, of course, Thursday, you know, we're going to be getting the conference hall ready, bringing everything in, getting it set up. Uh, Big Jim has created a life-sized bust. Of a Bigfoot, from the chest up, and this thing is massive. Uh, I met him last Saturday, uh, halfway between my house and his, and uh, got it from him. And <laughs> it's been sitting in my my front room here, and uh, every time the wife gets gets up in the morning to go to work, uh, she gets this real spooked feeling every time she walks by, because it's got these eyes that just bulge out at you. Uh, Did
0: you drive back with us in your passenger seat?
2: No, no but but Big Jim drove drove to meet me with the, in the passenger seat. <laughs> he said he's getting Never. awful uh, awful lot of looks when yeah. he passed Never by people. Never ceases to amaze me.
0: Never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> so, uh,
2: but we've got uh, we've got approximately about twenty different uh, tabletop presentations uh, that people can look at. We've got two cast uh, cases that Big Jim made for us. They're about six feet long and uh, we're, we're going to have a lot of cast in there. We're going to actually present the, uh, the grass balls from the incident here in Oklahoma uh, a few months ago. They'll be in the display case for people to look at uh, along with the rock that was thrown at Squatch Finder last year up there on the ridge. And uh, the infamous peanut butter cast, uh, that's where, down here at my bait station, something stuck his finger in the peanut butter and left a pretty good size, uh finger gouge in there. Uh, of course, we'll also have quite a few giveaways. We've got uh, books that we're going to be uh, silent auctioning off. People will be able to come up and write down how much they want to bid on it. Uh, we have Bigfoot pillows that's actually got a silhouette of a Bigfoot on one side and a track uh, on the other, and it's made out of camouflage and black. I mean, they really look nice. Stuff uh, with
0: Bigfoot hair, right? Huh? Stuff with Bigfoot hair? Or is that what you're just going to tell
2: people?
0: <laughs> <laughs> tear uh, apart their pillows when they get them, you know. I'm
2: going yeah. kind of of course uh it's pretty much a match for the uh the blanket or the quilt that we had made uh you you can buy tickets for it down there uh to try to win it and it really looks beautiful uh then of course we've got uh let me think you' uh we've got posters for the conference and uh what we're gonna do is we're gonna sell those for a dollar and people can go around and get autographs with them you know have pretty nice little souvenir of course we got Dr. Meldrum he's going to be selling his books there you got Tom Powell selling his uh David Pilatus and uh Harvey Pratt will be selling their books uh I mean there's just going to be so much there to do uh and one thing that we we ask is uh you know if you're not an MABRC member you know we're all going to have our uh Badges on showing who we are, and of course, Texler Research is the same way. But you know, if you show up for the conference and you belong to a forum, a Bigfoot forum, or you belong to a Bigfoot research group, uh, or even just an independent researcher, you know, we'd like for you to get one of our uh, little stick-on name tags and write your name and you know what group you're with, or you know that you're an independent researcher. That way, uh, other other researchers can tell who you are and get to know you. Uh,
0: That's a good idea.
2: Yeah. Because uh, we, we've been told that Jay Lead from the BFF, uh, she's going to make an appearance. Uh, Henry, uh, uh, give me a second to think of his name. My brain's a little bit dead right now. Henry May. Henry May. All right. Oh, yeah, so,
0: really, he's going to be there.
2: Yeah, oh. apparently he's going to be Get there. Get
0: your football,
2: you can't. And, uh, of course, we're also going to have the folks from Night Callers there, the radio, the other radio show. Uh, that's Les Gross and Lori Phillips, and I forgot the other lady's name, and I apologize. Uh, you know, we're, we've got so many people coming in for this thing. And uh, we also have... HBO documentaries coming in to do some filming.
0: Oh, they are oh, okay.
2: Yeah, and we also have uh, a team from, uh, this, well, they're really an independent film crew that sells a lot of their stuff to Discovery Channel and History Channel and stuff like that. They're going to be there uh, filming for a one-hour show, and of course, they'll be up on the, the ridge line with us and in the woods for a while. And we have a another film production company that is out of Poto, Oklahoma. They're going to come up and film uh, that Friday. Uh, they don't know about Saturday yet because there's an OU game that day. And, of course, you know, as Oklahomans, we're diehard OU fans. So
0: <laughs>
2: Last year, uh, Jay Sooner had his radio going in the back of his truck and kept sticking out from the conference to... To hear the score and keeping everybody updated. So, uh, of course, uh, we're going to have concessions inside the conference. We've got uh, bottles of water. We got like six different types of pop. We got some chips. Uh, will there be
0: uh, Will there be any activity booths? Any casting things or? Yeah, like
2: on on Friday, uh, we're actually going to.
0: Workshops, I should say.
2: Yeah, do the workshops. And uh, I don't have my list right here, but what we're going to be doing, uh, I'll name them off here, not in the same order, but we're going to do best research practices where we explain to everybody and show them, you know, best research practices. Don't go shining a light at every little noise. Uh, Don't go running in the bushes, you know, stuff like that. Uh, we're also going to be showing how to cast tracks. Uh, we've got some. we are going to take a cast and we're going to push it down in some sand and then we're going to pour the cast. And uh, once we get done with those casts, we're actually going to put them in the silent auction on Saturday. But, you know, we'll show people how to, you know, properly pour the, pour the cast, let it dry. Uh, we also are going to show people how to locate their own research area. And also how to use research equipment. Uh, altogether, there's going to be four workshops. They're going to be 45 minutes to an hour long. Uh, folks can come in, you know, sit in on the workshops. Uh, they'll get the put their hands on some of the research equipment, you know, and use it and listen to it. We'll play some vocalizations. Uh, and we're we're not sure who's going to be. Speaking at three o'clock that day, it may be Dr. Meldrum, maybe Tom Powell, and it may be a combination of you know three four of the main speakers. So uh, that's basically on Friday is workshops and you know a few speakers. Everybody can walk around, and look at the presentations that's sitting on the tables, look at the cast. Uh, then of course Saturday we're going to start at eight o'clock in the morning. And we're going to go till 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And we've got so many speakers. Uh, We've got Chris Nelson, who's going to be staying on the ridge with us. Uh, I mean, excuse me. And he's going to shoot me for saying that. Scott Nelson. (laughs) (laughs) Scott Nelson uh, is going to be up on the ridge with us. And we're hopefully going to get him to try to do some of his vocalizations, see if we can drum up some activity. But he's going to be speaking. We've got Tom Powell, Dr. Meldrum. You know, we got a lot of respect for those guys. Uh, David Pilatus and Harvey Pratt, they're going to be back for the second year. Uh, and their presentations last year were really informative presentations. Uh, we also have uh, two gentlemen from OU coming in. They're going to be doing a... Uh, Presentation on how to use current technology to do research with, uh, like Facebook and instant messaging, forms, stuff like that. A lot of the stuff that the MABRC has been doing a lot of. Uh, Got to get over here for their names: uh, Scott Charleston and oh man. My brain's just about dead right now. Uh, Scott Charleston and Chris Foreman. And, of course, they're going to be talking about social networks, stuff like that, how to use it for uh, the latest field research techniques, data gathering, and forensic evidence. We've got Cullen Hudson. He actually uh, wrote a book called Strange State, Mysteries and Legends of Oklahoma. And he's got an entire chapter about Uh, Bigfoot sightings here in Oklahoma, and I met him about three years ago at a paranormal conference, and this year when we were looking for speakers, I thought, you know, I would really like to get him to come in and talk about how he found some of this stuff out about uh, Bigfoot. Uh, I mean, he's really got an interesting book, and if you get a chance, you really should try to get a copy of it at the conference and of course our good friend Mike Hall from Texla Research he'll be he'll be making his uh appearance again for the second year in a row and he's also our uh one of the guys really pushing the conference along he's our uh advertising and uh marketing director for the conference and you know he's going to be playing a lot of the audio that him and his guys in Texla Research have uh recorded, and I mean, they got a lot of great stuff, uh, so, that's pretty much the lineup for, for Saturday, uh, it's just gonna be, just gonna be awesome, I mean, we're, we're probably gonna have a 30-minute lunch break, and what I plan on doing with, uh, Clinker helping, uh, Bring the hot dogs and everything. We're gonna we're gonna feed all the MABRC members and the Texler Research members, and of course the speakers. We're gonna feed them hot dogs both days of the conference. Uh, try to try to keep everybody's costs down because you know you get out there and uh, try to buy some of the food from the vendors. You know you <laughs> you're gonna pay quite a penny so.
0: Yeah, those vendors, uh, they definitely take advantage of the situation. But, you know, they're there to make a buck also and get people there.
2: But overall, I think it's going to be a really great time. Uh, I mean, we've been working hard now for over almost a year to make this thing a success. And we're actually looking at possibly 2,000 people attending the conference uh, over the course of the two days. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't know that we can hold 2,000 people. Where are they going to all those people?
2: <laughs> well, the cars, I figure if, you know? <laughs> yeah, I figure if, uh, if it gets to that size this year, next year we're going to have to have it down there in the open, uh, that open building just to the west of
0: right. the yeah, conference the big, hall. Uh, the, yeah, the, whatever it's called, the auditorium area. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, you know, 2,000 people for our third year. uh Man, if we could pull that off, folks, I would be one very happy camper. Yes. So, and that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much everything I've got. Uh, if anybody wants to ask any questions or, you know, you got anything you want to add there, Liam?
0: Not me, man. Not me. I'm ready to go. I'm already packed. I've been sleeping on the floor for the last week just to get my back in shape to sleep on the rocks up there in Oklahoma. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I've got my big old nice uh, double thick air mattress <laughs> with plenty of batteries for my air pump. <laughs> yep. So, and I, I I forgot to add that uh, Andrew has got 200 MABRC window decals that he's going to be selling there at the conference. And uh, when everybody sees my blazer, he sent me uh, samples of what he had, and I went ahead and stuck two big ones on the side of my blazer. Uh, when when you see my blazer, you'll get a good chuckle because, I mean, it's obvious who the heck I am coming down the road. I'm MABRC 100%, so. <laughs> uh, but,
0: great.
2: Well, folks, I think uh, that's about it. Don't you, Liam?
0: I think that's it.
2: So, hopefully...
0: Thanks, everybody, for coming out. We appreciate it. Couldn't have a show without you.
2: Yep. And, of course, uh, you know, in two weeks we'll be doing the recap for the conference, and uh, hopefully we'll have Jay Sooner back on here. Uh, He's technically AWOL on us right now just because his family's got a couple of illnesses there. And, you know, when it comes to the MABRC, we always want to stress to our members, your family's got to come first.
0: So. send your prayers out to him
2: yep so I guess uh, that's a wrap and uh, for those of you that will be in Hanobi me and Lim will see you all there next week
0: okay next? I wish I could be there wish you could too man I wish you could make it also next year
2: alright
1: thanks guys
0: I'll be looking forward to the YouTube deals uh,
1: and the reports on the uh, forum so <laughs> do a lot of videos and a lot of reports
2: Will do. Okay, guys.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Be safe and be safe
2: squatching. Okay. See you all next time.
0: Okay, guys. Good night.
2: Good night.